Welcome to Dungeons and Dragon Fruits. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Go metal on with it. <laughs> I think I might have done the too loud thing there, though. <laughs> Possibly. Probably. Yeah, he's yeah. he's on spring break in Cabo. Let's do the wave, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Again, it's a it's not a visual media. <laughs> what? <laughs> We are recording this during our publishing hiatus, so it's just cool to get to even see everybody online here. I'm Catherine, our game manager, or GM, and uh, I'm here with four fabulous players. I'm here with Katie. Hello. I play uh, Bodger Abbott, a Herringon bard. Who just went home for the first time in a while. Yeah, and yeah, just went home and has been saddled with responsibility that he didn't really need or ask for you know he's 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 noodling on that the ruby necklace from Dorman? no no the uh like being in charge of a bunch of children right the camp counselor gig right okay yeah <laughs> saving the world sure yeah but taking care of some children heron gods oof yeah that's a bit much i mean have you met a heron gone child <laughs> i'm also here with anna i'm also here with anna hey <laughs> <laughs> I play Haas Bobkins, uh, a guy who does things and is now in charge of children, which doesn't seem wise. I mean, you've been in charge of Derek this whole time. Derek's different. (laughs) He's an employee. He's like five years younger than the kids you're going to be taking care of. Uh, He is? Yeah, I don't think he's that young. He's like nine. These are like 14-year-olds. I have a nine-year-old assistant? Oh, I I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, it's been ridiculous. Yeah. I thought he was like a, an early yeah. teen, like a, yeah. like a caddy. I'm concerned that there's no child labor loss in this universe now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought he was at least 12. House Popkins will be talking to an attorney. <laughs> I guess, okay, I guess he is 12, but in dwarf years, that's a little, you know, a little bit less mature than a 12-year-old human would be. But yeah, he's a little, little younger than maybe you thought that. He's like two in dwarf years. <laughs> Well, uh, he's certainly not like 15 or anything. These kids are 14. They're camp kids. Oh, I wow. thought they were like younger than that. Yeah. I thought we had some like third graders, like nine, that I could just be like, stop, stop it. Oh, you can still do that to 14 year old. It it's going to go differently. That's even more traumatic. I am even less excited about this. Yeah. So we're doing like a scared straight thing. <laughs> Only hopefully less abusive. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a lot less abusive, I'm hoping. Okay. Let me tell you about how crime doesn't pay, kids. <laughs> From the Rogue. I'm also here with Caitlin. Hello. I play Velvet Green Gravenstein, <laughs> a fearbolg warlock, and uh, she does not have much experience with children. Um, but she is much larger than them, so she can just squash them like a bug. <laughs> so she's not too scared. Wow. We're moving out of neutral over to the straight up chaotic evil. It's happening quick. Maybe. Maybe. You introduced children into this equation. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully that's what happens. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we have Nathan, who plays two different characters. Nathan, do you want to introduce yourself and one of your characters? Well, I also play Hillary, who is... Getting ready to harvest a bunch of small, young souls for my mistress. Velvet Green, being the mistress. And I also play 
Moray Goatmilker, a young clan dwarf who is still fretting about the uh, results of the recent midterm. Yeah, I believe you got an A+, plus, which was not sufficient enough. No. At least passed. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, before we dive into our adventure, let's uh, do a quick recap. Uh, after your midterm, which for some people was disappointing, uh, in Professor Sasprey's class, we got to learn a little bit more about how unstable magic is on Wittershins. This means in the game mechanic side of things that anytime you do a level three or above spell, you're going to have to roll a d20, even if it doesn't call for a d20 roll, to see if you cause a wild magic surge. So if it already asks for a d20, you just roll the d20 and the results happen. If it's five or under wild magic surge. If it didn't ask for a d20, like basically every bard spell, then uh, you have to roll one, not to see if you're successful in doing the spell, but to see if the spell also causes a wild magic surge. Cantrips too? No, level three and above spells. Okay. So cantrips are, are fine. They're all level zero. Gotcha. You also learned in class that your next big project is to spend a few weeks in the Herringon countryside in a place called the Stonefruit Kingdom, and particularly the town of Plumsville. Uh, and you're going to be camp counselors. Woo woo! Can I get a yay? Yay! Uh-huh. It's for grades. <gasps> oh, extra credit. <laughs> probably. You probably find a way to get extra credit out of this. The camp is called Harvest Time Camp, and it's where young Herringons learn during the fall classic orcharding skills, which they will, you know, is very helpful in their uh, world of plums and prunes and apricots and all those things. Ooh, droops. 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 (laughs) Yeah, the Stonefruit Kingdom is a great place to be uh, someone who's recently become an expert about droops. Is their high school mascot a droop? (laughs) (laughs) It's just the pit out of a peach. (laughs) With the arms and, and big googly eyes. How very 90210. <laughs> the Peach Bit, if anyone remembers that show. Yeah, I love 90210. Everybody worked at the Peach Pit. <laughs> okay, before you headed off on the train, uh, you got Derek's mom, Linda's permission for Derek to come with you on uh, this uh, camp adventure. Um, when you arrived in Plumsville, there were two Herringon ladies who met you with a giant sign that said, Welcome home, Bodger, because it turns out <gasps> Bodger's hometown is Plumsville. Yep. Do, do, do. <laughs> and he's so excited to see his mom. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see them, but I did leave for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he brought that kind of energy the whole episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fluffykins and Buttercup were very excited to see Bodger and meet his friends. And they hosted a whole class-wide dinner at Bodger's house. And then, uh, yeah, you guys headed off to the camp, which is where we find you now. Uh, right at the very end of the episode, though, uh, Hoss, you saw a secret code that led you to believe that the uh, doorkeepers have uh, been here. And it seemed to indicate maybe that there was something interesting for doorkeepers to know about, uh, about the very house that you were going to be, or kind of like run-down farmhouse, that you were going to be uh, in charge of fixing up. Oh, right, right. The barn. The doorminders and not the doorkeepers. Doorminders. Doorminders. Doorfenders and doorminders. The door people. They go by many names. Thank you, Kayla. (laughs) (laughs) The doorminders, the doorfinders, the doorkeepers. Like all secret societies. (laughs) Yeah, it's a secret society. They got to pivot sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Solving doors. <laughs> Sliding doors. Lots of doors, though. 
different divisions. Yeah, yeah, just just a different department. <laughs> okay, Camp Director Bam Bam McLeod has greeted you with excitement this evening at the camp and has told you all about this building that you are going to work with your camp counselors on fixing up. And Green, you're going to use your woodworking skills to help uh, the campers uh, have already arrived and are in their little tents for you to join. All right. I hope we all have tetanus shots. <laughs> this doesn't seem safe for children, but all right. <laughs> so there is a classic campfire going with the big stones forming a circle around the edges and tents set up all around and one giant kind of more like a tarp that's been uh, erected that's a lot taller than everything else and that's kind of between some trees. Dibs. Yeah. <laughs> you can't dibs the one tarp. <laughs> I dibsed it. It's my size. <laughs> all right. What time is it? Uh, it's like 8 p.m. What is our latrine situation? Because we want that figured out before bed. Yeah, it is uh, no running water. It's a classic outhouse kind of situation. You have children here? Oh, there is an outhouse. Okay. There is an outhouse, yeah. Okay, okay, great. Great, great, great. Just one? For your group, yeah. Oh, okay. So there are four tents that have kids in them, and they're starting to open up their tent flaps and crawl out and be like, are you the Pear Bears? Sorry, hold on. I have very specific voices. (laughs) Um, Are you the Pear Bears? Well, that one's 16 at least. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh, You guys were supposed to be here a while ago, so we didn't know what to do. Mr. McCloud was taking care of us, but uh, you were supposed to be here hours ago. Like, the train gets here way earlier than this. Oh, sorry. I hope this isn't going to be what the whole week is like. I didn't know you guys were little babies that had to be watched the whole time. Oh, it's not on the schedule. It's not on the schedule. <laughs> Get real, kids. Um, Sugar was quite concerned. And there's like another uh, girl hearing on a white uh, bunny that says, uh, yeah, actually, you were supposed to be here a while ago, but it is nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like them. I don't like them. I hate these children. If they die, they die. I don't care. This is the scariest episode we've done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is very scary. A fawn herringon is crawling out of his tent and manages to get a foot stuck in the zipper situation and falls on his face. And then goes, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, it's fine. It's all right. No, no worries. It's it's fine. I didn't skin my knees. It's okay. I'm okay. I I'm I'm lucky. I'm I like I'm happy to meet you. Oh my god, Catherine, lucky is you. And finally, <laughs> finally, a white herringon with a black dot on the very top of his head between his his little bunny ears with huge dark eyes says, "Hey guys, I'm Rowdy. It's really nice to meet you all." I've had all my snacks already that my mom packed me, and I'm wondering if there is any more food tonight. I mean, you are a little rabbit person. You you may go forage in the forest as long as you don't go too far. Wow. Okay. Um, He starts kind of like really slowly meandering in the direction of the food hall. Oh, there's a food hall? Yeah, it seems like there should have been some sort of orientation for the counselors, right? (laughs) Yeah, they just drop us in the middle. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> so rowdy lucky sugar and who amber amber yeah okay so you can see in terms of the camp there is uh the outhouse there is a food hall but it's fairly small the building that you're going to be working on is a lot larger mm-hmm. and is the intention is that it would be kind of a an events hall 
There are other little campfires, one for each of the groups with uh, similar little circles of tents. Nobody else has the giant tarp situation that you guys have for Velvet Green. But yeah, it looks like uh, Mish McLeod set you up really well for uh, some fun. There's also a bag of marshmallows and some marshmallow roasting sticks that one of you will find in your tent. Wait, so the children need to have separate tents? Yes. So we don't get tents? Or are we expecting you to also have tents? Children? You also oh, have okay. tents. Okay. There is a, a large circle of tents. You each get a tent. Like, I, I'm going to put a circle of rope around me and sleep outside like a cowboy. So the snakes still get you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So Derek's taking your tent? Uh, Mr. Bobkins, I, I've never slept outside, but, I mean, my dad sleeps outside a lot, so I guess that would be okay. Just, you can have the, the tent today, Derek. Just get in there. You're going to get so many mosquito bites. I'll be fine. Yeah, I brought uh, skin so soft, so I'm going to be okay out here. Dwarf so soft? Yeah, dwarf so soft. Hide so soft. Hide so soft. Hey, there's marshmallows in here. Mr. Bumpkins, there's marshmallows. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, okay. Yeah, let's start a fire. Who's got, who's good at... Oh, no, there already is a fire. There oh, is a fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's start another fire. <laughs> let's... <laughs> Right. Yeah, you don't have to fix up the barn if it burns to the ground. Exactly. <laughs> Trip over. Lucky is like also investigating these sticks and has managed to poke himself in the arm a little bit with the with the stick. Okay. Ow. Oh, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. Don't worry. I'm gonna have a marshmallow, but I just need a band aid real quick. Does anyone have a band aid? Um. Excuse me. Um. Mr. Rowdy. Yeah. He's like back with like a bag of snacks that are really allowed to eat. <laughs> Do you know what our liability is for your safety as camp counselors? Thinking that's more of like an adult question, but I would like to not be hurt at the end of this. Hmm. You, you do know you're doing hard labor here, right? Um, Amber says, uh, yeah, it's really awful and I can't believe I'm here. It's the worst. Okay. Yeah. Marshmallows, everybody, and then bed. Yay, marshmallows, says Derek. Yeah. Yay, marshmallows. Everybody gets two marshmallows. Amber says, um, why is there a child here? Are we supposed to watch the child? Amber, you are a child and he will be watching you. <laughs> this child is an assistant. He's got a job. Yep. <laughs> um, that's weird. You're weird. Have your marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They are enjoying the marshmallows and it does seem to be changing the mood a bit. <laughs> I'm going to put some marshmallow in my whiskey. <laughs> How are you just like shoving it through the flask? What, what are you just really uh, just taking a little sip, sip it a bite, sip it a bite, <laughs> sip it a bite, a little marshmallow chaser? Yep. You should bite half a marshmallow off, have it just in your mouth, and then yeah, marshmallow swisher. Yeah, you better not let these buddy children get that flask because I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll leave it with Derek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you have something for me to watch, Mr. Bumpkins? I can definitely watch something. He, like, is over by the fire, but he's popping up. Yeah, you, maybe later, Derek. You're good. Enjoy your marshmallows. Do you, do you want one? I can, I can make one. His is firmly on fire. I'm going to make you one. It would be better than this one, I think. I promise. I'll figure it out. Uh, No, I, I, I've i got it covered. <laughs> Thank you. Mara writes down in her, uh, on her clipboard note, when in doubt, feed the children. 
<laughs> Does anyone have any like you know any kind of a like a warning or anything we can do to keep this camp secure at night? Because I feel like you know all it takes is one python. <laughs> I guess I could do a thing here. Speaking of which, uh, which is the plumpest of the children? <laughs> Asking for a friend. Obviously the snacky one. Hillary's gonna come up behind Rowdy <laughs> and start, like, sniffing him with both both trunks. Uh, um, Pear Bear, is this thing yours? It's actually sniffing me. I'm not sure about it. This is Hillary. She's just uh, getting a feel for you guys, you know. She'll she's gonna be around. You'll get used to her. Mistress, this one's almost ready. Maybe we should give it a few more marshmallows. <laughs> I wouldn't mind some marshmallows. You want you want some more marshmallows? It, is she is she gonna give me her part of the marshmallows? That would be nice. Thanks, Hillary. Yes, eat up, little one. Eat up. Job, Hillary. Good sharing. Uh, Amber is looking at her going, she's so cute. Oh my goodness. Look of terror crosses Hillary's face. I, I want to just make little outfits for you. You're adorable. Uh, she already has a custom made trench coat and is not into being dressed up like a doll. She's a sentient being. Mistress... Can't we just kill them now? <laughs> it's like she's threatening me. It's so cute. She just want to eat you up. You're just adorable. <laughs> she's literally hopping while she's doing that. She she wants to eat you up too. Oh, we're going to be besties. While everybody's fawning over how evil they both are, I'm going <laughs> to set an alarm <laughs> around the tents. Okay. And that is not a level three spell? It is not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> level one. Um, okay, so Lucky, Sugar, Amber, and Rowdy are calming down a little bit. They are not looking at all tired. They ha- also now have a sugar fix. Um, and they are sitting around the fire and poking at it with their sticks. You know, it's dark out. The sun's down. It's uh, getting a little spooky. Well, Morag suggests that um, perhaps they could sit around the campfire and do some uh, project planning for the next week so they could assign tasks for everyone. First determine tasks, then assign tasks, and color code it on a chart and then put that up so everyone can see it. And honestly, that's very good. Yeah. That'll make them sleepy. Yeah, let's do that. Ew, says Amber. I think it's the first time I've ever agreed with Morag. <laughs> Lucky says, we, yeah, I want to help. Let's do that. I'm excited. And he goes back into his tent, trips, comes back out with a clipboard and a paper and says, my mom actually packed this for me because she said that organized orcharding is the best way to orchard. So we could use this. And then he promptly um, trips and it falls into the fire. Oops. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, what was your name again? Sugar? I'm Lucky. Lucky. That's sugar over there. Uh, I I have uh, a clipboard we can use, um, and I'm sorry, no, you can't hold it. Can I hold it? <laughs> okay, Mom doesn't like me to hold things for her either. How, how old are you, Lucky? I'm 13. I feel like these herringons should be a little more self-sufficient by now. Is, is this normal? Kids are messed up. <laughs> Mistress? 
Yeah? Is it true that they taste like chicken? Oh, no, I've never eaten one. <laughs> hey, delicious children, get to your beds. Um, are we not doing a campfire? You're sitting at a campfire right now. It's a campfire. You used it. Story? A campfire story? <laughs> All right, we got a volunteer. Share a campfire story, please, Amber. <laughs> Ew, no, I wanted to hear one. Story about a kid that won't go to bed, and it's not good. <laughs> go to bed. Have you, Heron Gone children, heard about the door? Um, like he says, oh, the door, yeah. You guys are from the university that's right next to the door, right? Yes. Maybe. He, like, sits down and all interested, leaning in. And this is the story about how the door has recently opened. <gasps> and the splunkers of the apocalypse are coming to eat you. Sugar says, um, actually, the door has been closed for, like, 2,000 years. So I think you have to check your story there, uh, Miss Morag. Oh, you sweet summer child, you. What you don't know is a lot. <laughs> um, actually, my mom and dad have taught me a lot of things. Haas, why don't you continue to tell the story about the door? Well, kids. <laughs> Lucky's still leaning in. In the not too... In the recent past. Somebody, and I'm not going to point fingers and name names, knocked on the door. Derek's pointing at you, Morag. <laughs> Derek, quit pointing. Oh, sorry, that was helping. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the door opened. <gasps> and there was a swirly, dirty, reddish glow. Ew! And then it closed again. Somebody else take the story from here. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and then... Okay, so... so I'm gonna stand up for effect. And then these giant eels... I'm gonna do wavy arms. Came out of the door... And kicked, like, mucus and mud all over everywhere. <gasps> and then we came together as a group. I mean, those people <laughs> who were in the university class who were at the door for, like, reasons. They uh, defeated the eels, but then something secretly slipped out the door. Rowdy is, like, eating his very noisy snack. <laughs> He's like, ooh. What, what was it? What was it? Says Lucky. What was it, Morag? <laughs> One of the splunkers of the apocalypse escaped, and all the power that kept Dorman alive went away. <gasps> and all Dorman's magic evaporated, and Dorman turned back <gasps> to plain, unanimated stone. <gasps> Sugar says, um, actually, that's really scary. I think this is too scary a story because Dorman needs to protect us from the Spunkers. I told you to go to bed. If you had done what I said, you wouldn't have to hear this super scary story. Yeah, Dorman's dead. <gasps> Get, it's real, kids. Yeah, and that monster is probably in that barn over there that we're supposed to fix up. Oh, absolutely. So I suggest that we all get a good night's sleep. These are the worst. Says Amber. Aren't we just? Why don't you tell it all to your pillow in your tent? She's go or she's going to her tent with a huff. I'm gonna hand all the kids a hand carved little alarm whistle. Don't give children whistles. Don't don't do it. Don't you do it. God, it's too late. She's <laughs> handing them to them. <laughs> what should it 
key, like a little rattle? No, don't give kids things that make noise. You've given them things that make noises. Give them something that makes sound. Do it. Do it. It's too late. You're doing it. No. You're doing it. I, I've got to do it. It's for their own safety. She gave them a tiny saxophone. <laughs> yeah. She gave them a keyboard that plays Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. <laughs> a slide whistle. I gave them all a slide whistle and uh, showed them how to play the SOS. We all get to listen to slide whistles doing bad versions of the SOS for like four minutes. I think you gave one of these kids a duck call. <laughs> that was Anna. That was all Anna. Yeah. <laughs> You guys hear ducks and say, Now you only use these in case of emergency. Now get in your tents and go to sleep. Yeah, do you hear the coyotes? Because they're coming for you. Get in there. <laughs> um, actually, I think those aren't coyotes, but also dogs are not allowed in the Herringon territories. This is very strange. Hey, is that Amber? Um, actually, it's sugar. Hey, sugar, where do know it alls get their water? Um, the same place as everyone else? From a well, actually. Go to bed. Uh, solid. <laughs> I'm gonna high five him. That's actually really good, and I love that, and thank you. You're the best. Okay, you bet. Well, actually. Let's go to bed. <laughs> She's heading to bed. Okay, great. Rowdy has just basically rolled into his tent, because he's already basically lying in it. <laughs> he's kind of pulled his legs in, and bids adieu. <laughs> Like that kid. <laughs> and Lucky, definitely, it's very noisy getting into his tent. And there's there's a couple of moments where it doesn't look like it's going to work out for some reason. And and then it, it calms down. It's okay, I've got it. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the first one to go. <laughs> Your job is to make sure they don't go. <laughs> yeah, but that's not my instinct. Well, you know, if we get half of them, we're doing okay. Yeah, what's the, like, how many are we allowed to lose? None, zero. It's just like plus or minus four. Children or wait, if any of them die, we fail. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it... definitely. This is a non-lethal event. Oh, this is a pass fail. This is a hard assignment. Uh... Professor Sasbury literally already spelled out on purpose. <laughs> this is a non-lethal project. I thought he meant for us. Okay, okay, okay. Guys, what if what if we do that thing where they ju- we just chain them together? Here's what I'm thinking. Yes, okay. We we hook them together and then we just sling them over Velvet Green's back. We need like four baby Bjorns. <laughs> How long are we here? Because I I mean I can keep that up as long as we also like you know keep their mouths shut. Well, okay. We can't really gag the children. That's not cool. Yeah. But <laughs> what if we like shove a peach in all their mouths? No, you're just talking about. Suckling pigs now. It's uncomfortable. How long are we here? Is there is there anybody else in charge around here? Is there, Moreg, is there some kind of checklist of activities? Or are we just supposed to wing it? Because I don't have wings. Yeah. Well, we're supposed to fix the uh, barn. So I think our first activity is to break that down into its component parts of what needs to be done. Yes. Which probably means brainstorming session. I'm going to go take a look at the barn. It's dark. Sure is. All right. All right. Is anyone going with Hoth to the barn? Well, yeah. Nope. Because that's foolhardy and I don't want to do it. 
Yeah. The spooky scary bar? Yeah, at night. I'll go with Haas. I've got night vision. Don't don't be scared. It's only a derelict barn. What could go wrong? So um, let's uh, leave Morag and Bodger and possibly Hillary at the fire uh, doing their work plan. No, Hillary's coming. Yeah, I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> she didn't say. Let's follow Haas and Velvet Green and Hillary off to the barn. So you have to skirt around the pond for Velvet Green Lake for a heron gone size creature. Uh, you have to kind of skirt around it to get to the building. And along the way, Haas, do you have night vision? You don't have night vision. No, I don't think so. No. Okay. So never mind. Oh, I can see in darkness up to 60 feet. Oh, okay. So you do notice some more signs of door minder activity. So there's uh, some more symbols on different different rocks and essentially uh, in code arrows pointing right at this building. Uh, as you approach, you see it's less of a barn and more of a farmhouse. Hey, Hillary, I bet there's lots of uh, cockroaches and lizards in there. You want to go sniff them out? Mistress, their souls shall be yours. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love the little ones. <laughs> all right. Uh, while she's eating all the... Oh bugs and stuff i'm gonna roll an investigation okay so you're at you're going inside or are you staying outside um i'm just gonna investigate outside first okay so hillary you on the inside while while you're rolling that anna mm-hmm. hillary you on the inside with your true sight mm-hmm. um you see that it is an old dilapidated wooden building that has very strong foundation like it seems like it's got more intricate pillars in the corners than anything you've seen in the Herringon world and they, they're stone pillars uh, at each of the corners of the building it's a farmhouse it's two stories but you haven't seen any two-story buildings here either and it is falling down the roof's no good anymore and and there are a lot of bugs there's also a box yeah hillary doesn't um necessarily care about those aspects that might pertain to the moral world like architecture or home decor (laughs) but the bugs there are dust mites there are spiders there are centipedes it's a it's a smorgasbord well she's gonna go after the juiciest spiders first and then focus on centipedes they're like noodles Tickly noodles. <laughs> noodles with more tiny noodles hanging off of them. <laughs> <laughs> and spiders are like meatballs with legs. <laughs> uh, you could basically just hunt bugs in there all, all night if you wanted to. So let's go over to Haas. What did you get for your investigation roll? I rolled a 15. Okay. So you are seeing that this building looks like it's been here for maybe... 100 years or so and it hasn't been in use for quite a while it's like very dusty very um you know there's lots of weathers getting in a window's broken nobody's done anything about it that kind of stuff there is no more symbols for you to find though i go inside where this bug carnage is taking place yeah what what's hillary up to what's hoss walking in on here she's just slurping down centipedes left and right (laughs) she's too drunking it double double centipedes she's corralled them into uh, an old wheel. And after all the, the work of, of ranching and cowboying the bugs, <laughs> then she is just feasting upon them. Feasting, mistress. Look at my little insect shepherd. <laughs> shepherd. <laughs> She's protecting them, is she? 
secret of death. I <laughs> Yeah. She's herding them to their death. I mean, that's what shepherds do, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> I guess in the fullness of time. Dark perspective on shepherds, though. Uh, <laughs> the truth, though, they die eventually. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, Haas, you've entered the building. Okay. Um, there's a couple, like, sticks of furniture here and there, fallen down things. And um, the dust has definitely been disturbed before you got here. And it looks like footprints, like hair and gone footprints. But there's a safe. A safe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks like it's been dragged in here and the footprints are all about the safe. Well, good thing we got a rogue with us. Right. Has it been cracked? Can I investigate the safe? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 16. Okay. So you see some, there's some door minder symbol on it. This is, this is from, from the home office as it were. The home office. The two cross keys. Yeah. It's a combination safe and it is locked. Um, Your uh, knowledge of safes. Leads you to know that this is the hardest one to crack. Cool. Um, Category five. Can I try to crack it? Oh, yeah. Use your thieves tools. Get on in there. Okay. What should I be rolling? Number one. <laughs> Intimidation. <laughs> Listen here. Locks. No. It's using your lock picking tools. Okay. So I got a 15. Um, okay, so 15 does not quite do it. So it's starting to, you hear some, you can, like, you know, you're having to do that thing where you're kind of listening really closely and you're you're turning it to find the right combination and you maybe got one of the numbers right, but then you didn't figure out the rest. Ladies, do I have at least one number right? <laughs> uh, but you feel that in the daytime, it might be easier to do this. Yeah, fine. All right. Are you full of bugs yet? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, mistress's ugly friend. <laughs> I'm going to giggle from the doorway where I've been uh, looking in. Let's head back for the night. We got to be, we got to get our rest for this, these kids. Yeah. So it's getting on. It's definitely a little bit later now. Um, how did the work plane party go at the campfire? Um, I got a little distracted and showed Morag how you can use a an ember lit stick to draw your name, you know, if you wave it around really fast. <laughs> yeah. And Morag found uh, with the lack of input from the rest of the team that the entire process went much quicker um, and more efficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thought so. I mean, yeah, this is a camp about harvest skills, but for Morag, it's about learning how to fight weaponized incompetence. <laughs> yeah, that classic leadership skill. So, <laughs> <Yes>. you're welcome. <laughs> okay, so uh, does anyone have anything else they want to do this evening, or tonight, before dawn breaks? I'm going to collect some leaves and make myself a really fluffy pillow. Awesome. Uh, going to use the highlighters to color coat all the things in the plans and make a legend so everybody will know what color they are and what tasks are assigned to them. What color did Mora give herself? Pink. Of course. Um, this this ward that's been placed around the camp, how does that work? Can you explain that to me a little better? Huff? Anna? Yeah. Yep, sure can. Not gonna, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me look it up. <laughs> so it's an area no bigger than 20 cubic feet, and an alarm will alert when a small or large creature touches or enters the area. Yeah. I can designate who's not going to set it off um, and I can either make that audible or mental. And I'm really good with the audible. That 20 cubic feet is quite small. Yeah. Some of the kids aren't going to make it 
and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Isn't like one kid gonna be in that? No, their tents are close together. How close? We can probably either do the kids' tents or our tent. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Kids' tents. Keep the kids safe. If one studies the uh, the histories of, of camp-based adventures, generally only one kid survived. That's true. So if we can get anything more, like one kid and a finger, you know, we're winning. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> Completely non-lethal activity that's happening right now. <laughs> The final, the final bunny. <laughs> okay. I mean, it starts out, you're just going to a summer camp, and then, you know, you get stabbed in your bed. It's fine. Because I watched way too many horror movies. The October watch a horror movie every night for a month thing has really, it's messed you up, you three. I mean, this is just midsummer. You're recreating midsummer with rabbits. <laughs> What you think was going to happen? There were no children. Well, there were... Okay, fine. There was very few children at Midsummer. It's Midsummer crossed with Sleepaway Camp, which was my favorite. Yeah, if anybody pops out of that lake, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> that's, that's it? What's the name of this camp? Yeah, what's the name of the lake? <laughs> Unknown at this time. Uh-huh. In the big ceremonial farmhouse, you find two large wooden mallets. <laughs> okay, so it's morning. The sun is, is rising. The sun... Light is pooling into your tents and through the trees to hit you below that tarp, Velvet Green and Hillary. And the uh, youngsters are totally not moving at all. There is no noises from their tents. Oh, no. Are they already dead? It's too late. No, I feared this would happen. That's why they gave them the whistles. (laughs) Well, we better go back to school, I guess. Morag will sing. (laughs) It's like, it's like 7 a.m. They're going to kick us out. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make a pot of coffee. You know, everything's better after a pot of coffee. Morag will, will sing the uh, goat milker factory workers, um, like, wake up, it's time to go to work song. The goat milker revelry. I ain't got no sleep because of y'all. Y'all ain't got no sleep because of me. Is that it? <laughs> Come on, wake up. Let's squeeze a tea today. Come on, wow. wake up. Uh, The smell of coffee and the incessant singing does start to rouse the teens. teens. Um, It's like really, I can really easily hear you, says Amber. It's very loud. That is loud singing, Miss Amoreg. Wow. We're sleeping. No, you're not. Hopefully not anymore. The last one to poke his head out of his tent is Rowdy, but he does eventually do so because of the smell of coffee. And he is he is literally like following his own. Is there coffee out here? Am I understanding that there might be coffee? How old are you, Rowdy? 14. Too late if I handed him coffee. Ugh. Demon hot cup. Cowboy coffee. Is that just coffee with beans in it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Extra grounds. Extra grounds, yeah. You got to... That to get them off your tongue. Amber, seeing you do that, goes, ew. Yeah, that's your favorite word, Amber. Well, the whole thing is gross. It is gross. I agree. Yeah, it's dirty. Welcome to camp life. Let's go to the food hall. Everyone, just please remember that Haas is deathly allergic to Danish. So no matter how much he may beg you for a Danish, do not give him one. There is a large spread of Danishes. They're all stone fruit flavored. I hate this place. <laughs> I hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> Got your peach Danish. Your mm-hmm. I play the peach bit. Your coconut, a little bit, of, a little bit of coconut. Is a coconut a stone fruit? No, but there just is. There's also coconut. Oh, okay, yeah. It is a droop, though. Really? Yeah. What isn't? Yeah, it's a large group. I can tell you, Haas is a drooping right now. <laughs> All right, 
breakfast. Yeah, okay. So on the way in, Lucky manages to trip on the like one tiny step into the building <laughs> and like totally plows into um Morag. Kind of knock, knocks you over, Morag. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Lucky. I'm so I'm so sorry. Oh Lucky, have you been have you been tested for gluten intolerance, Lucky? <laughs> I got a feeling maybe you should stay away from the Danish too. I love Danishes. Why don't we have? <laughs> but I love Danishes. Fine, we're on the non-Danish diet. We're just gonna say no to Danish. Yeah, be like Haas. And we're also gonna make you a helmet out of a coconut today. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun, actually. You know, I did wear a helmet until about three years ago all the time. Yeah. Mom actually tried to pack my helmet, but I said, no, Mom, I won't need it. I think it's time to go back. I am a little bit clumsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll grab some coconuts and, and fashion something for you. Uh, yeah, so they've got eggs any style and Danish. And that's it? No, sorry, it's camp. They have scrambled eggs and they have Danishes and coconuts. Is that it? No bacon? Yeah. Danishes. I heard that this was a largely vegetarian thing. <laughs> Can I have some, like, hummus? Some vegetables or something? So there's, like, a hassled-looking... Uh, cook that's like that. We're having hummus for lunch, actually. Can I have some of that now? <laughs> I'm off danishes and I don't like eggs. <sighs> don't tell anyone. She uh, gets you a little little to-go container of hummus and some carrot sticks. Bless you. Where's the section containing all the goat milk products and goat milk cheeses? There's none of any kind. Other than that possibly in the danishes, in the, in the baking process, they use them. Um, but... There's okay, so we got eggs for Lucky and I guess Danish for everybody else except for Haas. All right, and hummus. Yeah, <laughs> Amber's already eating a Danish. She's like, why can't I eat a Danish? You can, Amber. <sighs> no one said. No one said you can't. Okay then. Like, put a couple more Danishes into your mouth. It's gonna go straight to your tail. Ew! Don't body shame me. And that's not body shaming. That's health awareness. Enjoy your Danish. Yes, Amber. Eat more Danishes. Have two, have three. What do you like to eat, Hillary? Bestie? I'm looking at it. <laughs> you like Danishes too? That's so cute. We're like bestie twins. <laughs> you should make each other bracelets. Friendship bracelets for each trunk. We should see who can eat more Danishes. Like a contest. <laughs> yeah, totally. Ew! I can't eat more than one or two. Come on, Hillary. Pulling my tail. Well, I guess you won't know until you find out. Till you try. Until <laughs> you find out. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Camp Director McLeod is here and he says, Hello, hello, hello! I'm so excited. This is so awesome. It, it's camp. We're doing it. Everybody's with your, and you, you guys can, have seen the other cohorts. They've got their, um, their hair and gun groups as well. Today, you all have your assignments. And this evening, we're having a wiener roast. <laughs> is wieners made of? Carrots. Okay. So it's just a carrot roast with some buns. We're having a carrot roast. <laughs> you're getting a carrot <laughs> and you're getting a carrot. And there's no goat milk, eh? Not that you can see. Um, all right, so uh, breakfast having uh, kind of come to an end. Um, Rowdy is uh, just Danish after Danish. He's now filling his pockets with Danishes. Yeah, that Rowdy's got the right idea. Let's grab some snacks and then we'll head to the spooky farmhouse. Ew! Hillary is going to help Rowdy to carry more Danishes. <laughs> so helpful. You're so wonderful, Hillary. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm going to use my mage hand to take one of those danishes. <laughs> um, do a sleight of hand on whether anyone notices you stealing a danish with your mage hand. Roll 17. What is your passive perception there, Fodger? My passive perception? Yeah. So it's sort of like when you're not, you don't know you should be looking for something. What's kind of like your awareness? Uh, 19. That's really high. Okay. So you do notice the whole sitch. Okay. Let me slap it out of his hand. <laughs> out of his mage hand? Yeah. Mage hand is just going to slap him. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> if a Danish wants to waft its way towards Haas, whose business is this of yours, Bodger? <laughs> uh, he's going to get very sick. <laughs> what a very intense threat. <laughs> okay, so you guys are on your way to the farmhouse. A couple of the Herringon kids are up ahead. Derek's pretty laden. He's He's got two backpacks, one strap from each on each shoulder. So, uh, I don't know how to leave anything behind, Mr. Pumpkin, so I brought, I brought a bunch of stuff to help us. I feel like you overpacked for this small journey, but good for you. But I don't want to go running back and forth. I don't want to miss anything. I mean, that's a good point. Belva Green's going to take one of his backpacks and sling it over her forearm. <gasps> Thank you so much. This is grabbing seed. And then he's going to go get another one because he actually had three bags, but he had decided that the third one wasn't necessary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll grab two. <gasps> Thank you, Miss Gravenstein. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah, everybody else has like a tiny little backpack and uh, like the other herring guns. All these backpacks. You get to the farmhouse. Amber, uh, you know, can't help herself. I go, ew, it's all run down. We should just knock it over. Why are we even talking about? We're talking about cleaning and fixing. <laughs> ew. Demolition. I've got everyone's assignments here. Step right up. Get your assignment. All right. They they gather around. Amber, sweeping and dusting. Ow. But she's off. <laughs> Sugar, collecting loose items. Um, actually, I'm going to need gloves for that. Well, I hope you packed some. Um, I totally did. So thank you. Rowdy, uh, we'll have you uh, cleaning the windows. Okay. And Lucky, um... Yeah, I'm ready. I, I will. I'll do. I'll give me something hard to do. I'm, I'm excited. Give him something hard to do. Um, maybe we'll have you sitting on a chair, sitting on your hands, just observing everything. That sounds safe. Oh, come on, Miss Morag. I can do more than that. Come on. I promise I'll be really careful. I'll watch where my feet are. I won't walk into things and I won't drop stuff and I won't get hurt. It'll be fine. I can clean. What if I sweep? Um, well, then maybe we'll just have you uh, collecting loose shingles from the roof. All right? Lucky climbing onto the roof? Yeah, he seems like the right guy for getting up there and getting the spider webs <laughs> out of the rafters. Yeah. What could go wrong? Mm -hmm. How many campers can we lose? None. Zero. Okay, we're going to tie a rope around Lucky's uh, waist and uh, throw it up over a beam and I'll, I'll be his anchor point. And I'll catch him if he falls. Like a pinata? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get some sticks. Some of these loose sticks. <laughs> okay, before everybody scatters, the kids notice the safe. Uh, this is really cool, actually. What is this? Um, and they all gather around. Um, actually, my dad has something like this, although it's not at all as complicated, but it probably holds something really important and special. This is for safety. What's your dad's name? Henry? <laughs> Henry? <laughs> so, you're not important. <laughs> What's your dad putting in a safe? He has important work papers that he puts in a safe. 
Uh-huh. What's he do for work? <laughs> he works at the Winter Frost Stone Fruitery. Where the uh where the prince has taken over recently? Um actually I got to meet him once. It was amazing. Uh yeah, they're gathered round and Lucky starts spinning the dial thingy, the, the big arm thingy. Don't do that. <laughs> and it pops open. <laughs> God bless it. Get back from the damn thing. Uh, on his way away from getting back from it, he falls into the safe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, comes back out carrying a giant button uh, and says, what's this? That's for me. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Don't. This oh, is really God. cool. Why would you put this in there? What's a Nertaz? And then he pushes the button. All of you suddenly feel really weird, and the whole world seems to be getting bigger. Feel weird. And bigger, and bigger, and bigger, and uh, you drop through the floorboards. Teeny tiny little people. <gasps> it's the Honey We Shrunk the Kids episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my god. Why did you press the button? Ah! I think everyone will be glad that Hillary spent the evening eating centipedes and spiders. Yeah. I am taking it, note of it, yes. <laughs> and Hillary also shrink? Yeah, all of you, all y'all. You kind of suspend in the air for a moment, and the world just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and your feet aren't touching the ground anymore, and then you plummet. Featherfall! Can they be cast on more than one prison? Up to five falling creatures. So... Children, Morag, save the children! Uh, which child were we trying to save? It's definitely not going to be Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Rowdy. Only Lucky. Yeah, you each have different favorites. I'm so excited. Oh, but you can do it as a free action, so you could do it back to back to back to back. Because that remember, you got it for your, it's your fast spell wild surge thingy. And I can cast it twice, because it says up to five creatures. Yeah, and it's duration a minute, but it's not concentration. Okay. You guys aren't plummeting super fast. When things get small, the physics change a little bit. <laughs> it's a slow plummet. Yeah. You're wafting in the air and stuff. You've got a moment to get everybody. Yeah, I put my arms out and I'm just like floating down like a, like a maple seed. Ew. Okay. Morag will feather fall the team first and then she'll remember the children. <laughs> They're a little bit further down than you guys at that point, but yeah. Um, okay. In your falling... You uh, all find that you're almost getting sucked towards each other. <laughs> a little bit like a cyclone has gotten you. And though you are falling at a safe pace, you are definitely falling in a direction you haven't chosen. It's in between the wooden floorboards and down below into this space that you did not know about that is made of marble. Oh. Uh, you find yourselves, when you finish falling, you are all standing right next to each other, standing on a circular platform that seems to have edges at the end that kind of splay up higher than where you're standing right now. Um, it's cold to the touch and on your hair, on the hair and gone feet. And uh, it's very, very smooth, almost slippery. And there seems to be like a floral pattern on the edges around you. We're in a saucer. It sounds like we're in a tea saucer. Sorry. I really, really sorry. I, I, I hit the button. You sure did kid. Yeah. Why we don't touch things, children. Yeah. Here it is. Take it. Take it from me. I'm sorry. Well, I guess this work plan is useless now. <laughs> I mean, we could clean up like one square foot of this <laughs> below the floor area. 
It is dimly illuminated in here through the floorboards above. If you guys are looking around, well, actually, do me an investigate roll. Anybody? Anybody who wants to. All of us are going to be looking around. I got a 15. 13. Do we have advantage on this? Why? Because I rolled a two. (laughs) (laughs) More meaning pitch me, but no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I got nine. Okay, nine total. Yeah. Bodger, what'd you get? You are muted. I'm sure you know that, but I'm just letting you know. Yes, I am. I had to get a snack. Bodger's getting a snack. (laughs) Let's see here. Sorry. (laughs) Bodger gets hungry. All right. (laughs) eating something on the way down. <laughs> Rowdy's like, um, I, I see you have a sandwich there. Um, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Rowdy, you're not hungry. <laughs> okay. You're just bored. <laughs> bored? Can you imagine being bored in this situation? <laughs> 13. So, um, let me roll for the group of herringons. <laughs> Natural one. They notice nothing. Oh, God. Amber just goes, ew! And that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) And Derek, ooh, Derek got a dirty 20. Yeah, Derek is the one who says, got so many uses now. Hey, Mr. Pumpkins, what what are those symbols over there on that sign? I think it says about a Gnomish Institute of Magical Theory? And... Wait, is that draconic? I, I can't read it, but I think those are the right letters. Ooh. So, and it says that in Dwarvish? Yeah, it says in these large symbols that are completely incomprehensible to all of you, carved into the stone uh, above the doorway in here. And then there are like a bunch of similarly length other symbols. One of them's draconic that some of you would notice and be able to read. And one of them's in Dwarvish. The other ones are un- unclear. And both the Draconic and the uh, Dwarvish say the Gnomish Institute of Magical Theory. I don't really know what that is, Derek. What's a Gnom? <laughs> <laughs> Have any of you read any of your books that you bought at the at the bookstore? I mean, I didn't buy a book, so... Yeah, you did get a chance. Velvet Green is shaking her head very thoroughly, no, so I'm thinking no. More like would have read her books at night, though, because for something to do. Okay, and you had the Holidays of Ancient Omens one and the Fear Books Factor Fiction. So, uh, yeah, you learned some cool stuff, but none of that helps you here. <laughs> um, I also left my books out in a conspicuous place so that Morag could read them and then maybe tell me about them. <laughs> oh, well, if you'd like to read my book report on each of them, they're only about 2,000 pages each. <gasps> okay. So, Morag uh, got involved with reading Clyde Corbin's Notes from the Apocalypse, and you saw the word gnome a bunch of times. Hmm. And you, having done such a thorough job of, of the project, um, you actually remember a section that talks about the word... Nomonomicon? <laughs> Nertaz, which is the word that's on the, uh, on the button. <laughs> so there is a section that reads... In Clyde Corbin's Notes on the Apocalypse, Nurtaz learned the news of the death of his brother Zatrin at the Battle of Limestone Plains. Rumor was that Zatrin bravely stood alone, daggers barred against the foul beast, simply in the hopes of avenging his fallen bloodline. Sadly, the slaying of Zatrin drove Nirtaz into isolation. Nirtaz was said to have gone mad, delving into the realm of enchantment, carpology, the study of fruit believing that fruit held the answers to the Splunker's power. 
Some believe he even developed a way to shrink himself small enough to explore inside fruit as if it were a building. Unfortunately, it is said that the beast eventually found Nirtaz's hiding place and devoured the gnome whole. Thus ended the gnomish species. Oh, I think I read that gnomes are pre-apocalyptic creatures. And there's an old legend about a gnome named Nirtaz. Maybe we found the lost lair. Oh, maybe we can do a play. This is such great research material. I mean, isn't it a little too convenient that that button would be there in that safe, right? Very specific safe. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's very dangerous not to leave it in a safe. That would be foolhardy. Yeah, but that was a special safe for special people. Those of you who rolled 15 and above on your investigate, you have noticed that if you kind of duck down a little bit and peer between what would be the slats of a chair that is abutting the table that you were on, you can see that there are two dead herringons uh, in the middle of this room. They appear to have both been stabbed. There are still daggers in their backs, but they are just skeletons at this point. Three daggers! Below the floor? No, on the floor, far below, uh, there are two dead herringons, both stabbed. So recently dead. They're skeletonized remains. Ah. Are they small like us, or are they regular size? They are um, normal herringon size, so very big compared to you. You are about, just to be clear, you are about six millimeters tall. Velvet Green, you're slightly taller. Mm. What's that in Imperial, since we're in an Imperial kingdom? A quarter inch. Okay. It's half a centimeter, plus a little bit. Oh, wait, no. Three millimeters is equal to one-eighth of an inch. Uh Uh-huh. So double two-eighths of an inch. That's a quarter. (laughs) Hey, we're two-eighths of an inch tall, everybody. Yeah, at least four-sixteenths. Yeah. (laughs) Might even be eight. (laughs) (laughs) At least (laughs) four-sixteenths. 8.32nd. Whoa! You guys are growing even as we talk. It's freaking me out. (laughs) It's really time to switch to metric. Haas, uh, if if you could do another investigate roll at advantage, because now I'm imagining that you're really squinting at these bodies. Amber, meantime, has has finally seen them and goes, Ew! I got a 10 both times. You're the private investigator. Uh, Yes. You guys love rolling the same thing over and over again. Um, okay, so you don't notice other things. They seem like they've maybe, like, they're in that, like, three to five years ago kind of zone. And they're already skeletonized. Well, I mean, I just don't want to get too, like, graphic with it. But, like, yeah, they're they're not doing great. There were a lot of bugs here. Mm. Mistress's friend. <laughs> mm. Hillary's tiny, too, right? Yeah, it's proportional to, to everything, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> just want to double check. <laughs> Um, Amber is like, Hillary, you like Mr. Bodger? Uh, wow. I'm going to have to rethink him. Like, I guess he's kind of cool. I guess. Um, I mean, if you like him, I guess I'm on board. Yes. We just hope he eats a bit more soon. Just like you. Tuck in. <laughs> Hillary, you're always so worried about me. I love it. Lucky has his hand up over his head and is bouncing the way a herringon can. What, Lucky? Um, 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 um. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Are we? This is. Yes. We. How are we? What's? What are we gonna do for lunch? Like, what's happening? Oh, you should have thought of that. <sighs> you have tiny danishes in your pocket. 
He pulls one out and starts eating one right away in a panic. <laughs> you might want to ration those. Slow down. I'm getting some some Jotunheim <laughs> vibes here. For anyone that's listening, we claim guest rights. Oh, we're good. Um, <laughs> good, good call. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Honey, I shrunk the kids episodes. Yay. Woohoo. This is way more fun than doing home renovations of a barn. Yeah. I can't believe how much stats you guys were giving me. Like, that was actually what I was going to make you do. <laughs> I really was expecting a lot of forced camp activities. And uh, I'm very happy that yeah. there was only a little bit of that. Some some kumbayaing and team building. I can't. I mean, Morgan teet by odd. <laughs> what? You said Morgan. Yeah. I feel like you said Morgan. Yeah. Who the heck is Morgan? No. Morag. <laughs> The Morrigan <laughs> sang a song about goat teeth. <laughs> on brand. It was magical. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it truly was. Are you excited about this uh, gnomish uh, mission? Yeah. Or gnomish yeah. mystery, I mean. Gnomes. I hope we end up on a gnoll at the end. <laughs> <laughs> on a what? A canole. Wait, <laughs> mm. there's no gnats on the way. Yeah. Not to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll become knights. <laughs> Ooh. Orangey glad you gave us a try. We hope you liked us a bunch. Please like and subscribe. As a ripening podcast fresh on the vine, please help us to grow by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends. Hashtag DD Fruit Pod. Get ready for another peach of an episode in two weeks. Daryl and Hillary should swap. So, like, Daryl's bad and Hillary's good. You mean Derek? Yeah, Derek, yeah. Why would anyone keep a bad personal assistant, though? I don't know. Ask Velva Green. I mean, he's good at his job. He's just evil. Yeah. <laughs> You just don't ask questions. You just, yeah. As long as it gets done. It's just like bodies <laughs> stacking up behind him. He's, he's secretly some sort of ancient evil. You know? I see him as kind of like a Kenneth Parnell kind of guy. Right. <laughs> Eternal and horrifying, but only if you look too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>